0: Beware. You may be hearing Hunger Games catching fire in the background. It's my landlords. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Severely Personal. Um, If you're still here after the first episode, thank you so much. The feedback has really been so amazing. And I'm so, 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 so happy that uh, you guys are supporting it. So thank you very much. Today, I'm going to talk about exposing the crystal girlies. But I also want to give like a recap of life because this is a severely personal podcast. So I have to talk about life. The way last week has been for me uh, was very interesting. So I moved to Miami like a year, maybe two years ago now. I graduated from an art school. I love to do anything that has to do with theater. And so I moved to Miami with dreams of like doing stuff like that, and it never happened. I made a bunch of money there, but I never ended up doing what I wanted to do. I fell into a deep depression, whatever. We'll get into that on another episode. However, I ended up coming back to North Florida, and that's where I'm living now. I felt so un- uninspired to do anything that I wanted to do that I went to college for, and I was like, oh, what am I going to fucking do now? Like, and I just started coming up with another plan. And until two weeks ago, I said, no, no, no. We're going to give this one more shot. I'm going to do what I want to do. This is something that I care about. It makes me so happy. And I went back on, like, these acting websites and started applying for things. So I I applied to some things, and a week went by, and nothing really happened. I got, like, some information. And then one day, I just got something from a casting agent that was like, hey, uh, we want you to do this Uh, call me and tell me your sizing and stuff like that. And I'm like, Oh my God, what the fuck? And so I call him as soon as they get home from work and I'm like, Hey, yada, 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 yada. And we discussed, and um, I was going to Atlanta, Georgia to go be in a movie. And he was like, Oh, by the way, I'm filming these two other things. If you want to be a part of that as well. And I was like, Oh my God. And then earlier that day, I got something from someone else that was local that was like kind of like a commercial shoot But they ended up being on the same thing, but where I'm just getting at is like, just all this just hit me at once. And I was like, this is just so incredible. Like the timing and everything was just something that I was not expecting and I was on a huge high. I went to Atlanta, had a lot of fun, met cool people, made some good connections. Fast forward a week and my partner broke up with me. My partner broke up with me guys, how crazy. We were having dinner and uh things just weren't working out the way we wanted them to and it sucked i'm not gonna lie i've always been like i'm funny i'm hot i'm sexy i can cook i can communicate most of the time i'm hot like i'm husband material (laughs) so i've always in my head been like no one's gonna break up with me like no one's ever gonna do that i i was wrong i was wrong and It's been really hard. The first day was just like coming to the realization of like you had this thought and you just want to send them a text. But you're not even realizing that you're not together anymore. It's just like, oh, I thought of this thing and I want to send you something. You just, it just feels habitual. And then I was like, oh, can't do that. And then the second day I was like, oh, like I'm good. Like I'm over this. And then the third day hit. And I was like, what is going on? When it was the fourth day, whatever I was feeling, I was like, this This feels so familiar. Like, I know this, but I couldn't really place it. And then it hit me, and I was like, oh, it feels like I left behind something very important. Like, for an example, I went to New York. Such a monumental trip for me. I got this cute little ceramic mug that had a rat and a subway train on it. It was so cute. And I brought it back home and it shattered. I couldn't get that mug back because I'm home now and I, I can't just go back and get it. But obviously that is an inanimate object. Whatever I'm feeling is for a human being. It's very poetic, it's very beautiful, but that's what it felt like. It's not something that you can just be like, hey, can you go pick this up for me? It's like, no, like you forgot it, so you're not getting it back. So it's definitely like the stages of grief are at play. Yesterday was really hard just because I started getting frustrated with how my emotions were preventing me from being productive. Like, my room is a mess, and trying to do this podcast is hard when you're dealing with real life emotions, but that's the whole point of this. I've always been a firm believer, and like, I don't think anyone should ever think that there's one person out there in the world that is right for them. I know that I should be loved by everyone and I know the way I deserve to be treated and I know how I should be cared for and I can find that in someone else and there's not only one person and being in a relationship is actively choosing every day to be with that person, but I am so happy And I want this with you that I'm actively choosing every day to be in this relationship with you because I want it to progress. It's also accepting that when it's over, it's over. But I know I will be able to find love with other people, but now is just not the time to think about that or worry about that. I'm a very much so out-of-sight, out-of-mind person. Like, I have to get over you before I can see you in another light. I think love is such a beautiful thing, and the fact that I have the emotions that I do have is so beautiful. Um, And maybe it's time to be a slut. Maybe it's time that I can be a fucking dirty whore. When when I'm sad and when I'm going through things, I start to want to connect more spiritually, meditation, chakra healings, like all those ooey gooey things. I love crystals. And I started thinking like, I love crystals, but how the fuck do these motherfuckers work? Are they legit? Who are these people? And also the few things that I do know about crystals or that I did before I did research for this episode is that there are so many people who I know that love crystals. And My whole concept of like crystals are that, oh, they're like this peaceful thing and, you know, they make you a better person. Or like just the idea about it is that if you're into crystals and stuff like that, you tend to be a more chill person because you're into this self-help, self-care kind of world. But I see these bitches with crystals left and right who are horrible people who are horrible people talk shit about everyone They're like oh my god look at my amethyst fuck this bitch sarah and i wanted to do this whole episode just kind of going about the ethics of crystals and just the history of it and then i just started doing research and i just learned so much and i thought it was so interesting and that's kind of what i'm gonna go over most people are familiar with what the fuck crystals are um if you're not I don't know why you're listening to this. Before I get started, I want to let people know that if you practice this religiously, maybe don't listen to this. I'm going to be talking about the science of it, less so the spirituality part of it. So if you think you're going to be offended, I'm not trying to. I'm just trying to talk about the science of it all. But I also want to encourage everyone who does listen to this podcast is I want everyone to learn. And if I'm ever saying anything that is wrong or something that I don't know about I want you guys to educate me but I always want to have an open mind and I encourage you all to even if you are crystal girlies yourselves to just listen and maybe you'll learn something maybe you won't who cares all my sources will be cited in the podcast description the word crystal comes from the greek word crystallis. <laughs> see what I did there It means coldness drawn together, but also some websites said it meant ice and some said it meant frozen, but it just, you get the concept. Crystals themselves look magical. I mean, like you look at it and it's like glassy and has cute colors and it's like, it's hard to not think that these things are magical and that they have healing capabilities and can cure all your pain in the world. So this quote that I found um, states that in the Middle Ages, people thought that crystals would bring a spiritual presence. People had hunger to have something physical that embodies faith in spirituality. And people still have that hunger now, and that's why crystals are so popular. Crystals in a way fulfill a spiritual need for some people. Like some people go to church, some do yoga, and others collect and meditate with crystals. It's so true because think about COVID. You know, we were all stuck inside our house and there was like a blow up of crystals. Everyone on TikTok was talking about this crystal and that crystal. I remember the biggest one at the time was Moldavite and that was a super rare crystal and people were like, oh, if you get this, it's going to change your life. Something crazy will happen and if you're not prepared for that to happen, then don't get it. I got it. I got that Moldavite crystal. Nothing ever happened to me. And I just remember looking out for it and being like, "I'm ready for whatever life needs to take me. I'm gonna keep this mold on my chest." Um, and I, I had a pretty hefty mold divide. That shit was expensive, but I think I I think I spent forty five dollars for less than a gram of Moldavite Um, and I ended up putting it in a cage and putting on a necklace and the whole thing all together cost me $50 which I guess isn't a lot but in comparison to crystals around that price you can get something way bigger but the TikTok crystal girlies told me it would cure me and that's what I did I think the way it works though and how it is working is think about manifestations these things partially work because we have to actively work to be happy or have to actively work to whatever we're manifesting it's not like you just say it and it happens like the whole point of manifestation is you state it and you keep practicing you do these affirmations and it's a daily ritual to manifest this thing it's not just like looking in the mirror i'm pretty and then the next day you're megan fox like it doesn't work like that And that's kind of how these crystals are, is they're attached to you, like like bracelets or necklaces. And they're a constant reminder. You look at it, you feel it of this crystal is supposed to heal. This crystal is supposed to uh, give me money, like whatever it is of whichever one you want. It's a constant reminder. So therefore, throughout the day, you're constantly working to do that thing that it's saying. When it comes to the ethics of crystals, there's this one shop that I go to in North Florida because I've always been told like, oh, like it's ethical. Like we get it from whoever, like, I don't know, they had, I remember, and I know better now, but I think it is culturally appropriative, but I got a Sawgrass thing thinking, being told that, like, keeps you safe, it gives you good energy, and I got that. Um, And they said that was ethically sourced from, like, Native Americans or whatever. But crystals are a whole different subject. The truth is, many retailers have no idea where their crystals come from. And this is something that, this is a uh, quote from an article from The Guardian that I got online. Madagascar is one of the poorest countries in the world, but beneath its soil is a well-stocked treasure chest, rose quartz, whatever, all those crystals. Madagascar has them all. Gems and precious metals were the country's fastest-growing export in 2017, $109 million from this one country alone. And other countries like India, Brazil, and China are key producers for crystals of the world. And healing crystals, let's get into this, are mined in places like... Myanmar and the Democratic Republic, where mineral extraction is linked to severe human rights violations and environmental harm. We talk about children in Xi'an and these fast fashion factories in other countries, and you know, yes, it's fucking horrible. However, it gets even worse when you're endy mining area this is a seven-year-old child in a fucking mine and a fucking cave like in a cave they don't even have like a roof over their head to protect them from something falling on them like of course they're gonna reach out to these seven-year-olds to fit into these tiny holes and get a hammer and smash away i just want to say how's that good energy like if if you're buying a crystal and you're like oh this is supposed to heal me but like that crystal was gotten from a fucking seven-year-old How is that going to transfer any fucking good energy? You have to think about where the source of these things are coming from and what your role is in these. And anything being stolen from nature is probably not going to transfer good energy. Here is some more tea, uh, if I haven't convinced you enough. International NGO Global Witness found that the Taliban, the Taliban, the Taliban, like the terrorist group, the Taliban earns up to $20 million a year from Afghanistan's mines, from selling crystals through websites. And it's just impossible to know for sure where a crystal is obtained because retailers, like stores, if you go to them, will buy them wholesale from someone. Where did that wholesale person get them from? They didn't go out in the mines and fucking get them because they're not these easy things to get. You can't just like, not like how you can plant a carrot in the ground and then you get more carrots. It's not how it works. So... Shops can tell you that they get it ethically, meaning that the person who gave them the crystal wasn't a slave. But where did that come from? Just something to keep in mind. Another cool thing that I learned, this doesn't really necessarily have a lot to do with where I'm going. I just thought it was a cool fact, is this dude, I cannot say his name, And Anselmus Die Boot, who was a physician in Germany in 1609, suggested that any virtue a gemstone has is due to the presence of good or bad angels the good angels would confer a special grace to the gems but the bad angels would tempt people into believing in the stone itself and not in god's gift that he put onto it meaning just like if you think that the crystal itself is the entity of magic then you're evil It's you have to think that like God blessed them and that's how they're good. I'm not religious. I don't believe in that. But I just thought that was like a cool, interesting thing to put in. In the early 19th century, a number of experiments were conducted to demonstrate the effects of stones on subjects. Some cases, subjects claimed to feel not only physical and emotional changes, but when they touched it, they experienced smells and taste. You can't really prove that. That's only going off of what someone says. But this is when this research starts happening. They start going crazy. They're like, holy fuck, these are these sources of magic. And oh my God, like we can change the world with these crystals. They're figuring out what stones mean what. And they're kind of making a meaning for each stone. I tried to do research on how people identified what crystal power has what. There really isn't. Anything out there that proves like, oh, Amethyst does this because of this. People, Someone just came along and said, this is what this does, and we're just going to go with that. We get to 2001, a little further on in the research. A psychologist gave crystals to 80 volunteers along with an informational book about the mystic attributes. Half the participants had the real thing, while half were given cheap plastic knockoffs. Yet both groups reported to feel the tingly feel-good vibes described in the book. Only six participants in the study reported they didn't feel a thing. That means it worked for 76 people out of 80 having the real crystal and having not the real crystal. Maybe 80 people is not a lot to do a whole study on, but it's a good amount of people. And the facts kind of are there. The other mentioned studies suggest that crystals do have powers, albeit more ordinary and practical, such as purifying water and conducting energy when correctly utilized. But when it comes to our human presence and being over our body and mind, the science is not there at all. According to science, crystals do not have any healing or restorative powers over the mind, body, or soul, but belief can certainly be a powerful thing. And this is where I tell you about the beautiful quote from Buddha, What You Think You Become what you feel you attract, and what you imagine you create. This is why crystals and manifestations work, because in order to be happy, we have to actively do it. Like I was saying, we know now that crystals don't have the so-called magic that we're all assuming that they have, but it's the fact that we put the blanket statement of, oh, this crystal is going to protect me from this thing happening, so I'm going to use it and I'm going to be able to meditate and I'm going to focus on it. It's giving placebo effect and it works. Our brains do that thing. And we are in a stress epidemic where you know traditional systems of support like doctors and therapists or going to the gym are not proving to be enough support for our daily lives. And so a lot of people turn their heads to crystals and it's just another... When you're in a place of needing hope and you're so lost and someone, someone says, this will make you feel better, you're probably going to do it and you're going to fall for the hoax. But I don't even want to say it's a hoax because it is working. It's clearly working for some people. I just think that's so fascinating because when I was doing all this research, I was like, oh, like, in my head, I just figured out that crystals didn't work. But then I did more research and it was like, no, they work even though they don't work in a whole different way at the end of the day they're getting their job done i also was thinking like fuck these bitches for getting because you'll see marshalls or ross and they sell these really cheap crystals whenever i see them i'm like i'm not gonna buy that because it's not like it's actually gonna do what the real crystal would do however now i know that it's literally just our brain creating the meaning and the power behind it I don't even have to buy a fucking crystal. I can can get a fucking scissor and say, this means that it's going to protect me and just actively thinking about it and pursuing that as the protection, it's gonna like mentally work. But I do think when it is something like a crystal and not like a stupid item like a scissor, it's gonna have more power behind it just because of how it looks and a stronger meaning. If you get what I mean. This is another quote I got. It says, let's be clear, there is no magic. Crystals don't work as advertised, but people feel better using them. It's undeniable. That's why people continue to use them. People, given the illusion that they have control over things that they in reality don't have control over. I know when I'm sad, and I actively see a therapist, when I'm sad and something is happening through the week, I'm like, oh, I cannot wait to debunk this with my therapist. I can't wait to feel better after I talk to my therapist. But people who are actively using crystals and that healing art form, they don't have to wait for something. They have it at their expense. And if they say this crystal is going to help them with a heartbreak, it's gonna help them gain money. They can do whatever ritual they do and they have that at their disposal then and there. It's not something that they have to wait for. Which I think is a cool like power move. And a final quote that I want to leave off with is that a lot of people will say science hasn't proven that crystals work, but science hasn't proven that they don't work either. Can science prove that when I put my bare feet on soil or grass, I feel something that's not just in my head? We need to feel. When we feel, we heal. I guess where I'm getting at stop. is, like, you don't have to buy a real crystal. And if you are going to buy a real crystal, fucking do your research. There are Some places it's really hard to find and they're gonna be expensive to get ethically sourced crystals But are you gonna feel good knowing that the fucking crystal you got was mined from a slave? There's no point of doing that. We don't need to do that We are above that and in order for us to get the result that we need to we know we don't have to do that Maybe buy the fake crystal. Maybe it's a little bit more ethical to buy something that is plastic and cheap Than something that is causing direct physical harm to a human being. Just food for thought. But it does work and it's so cool. And rituals are great. And if you're into crystals, super cool. I used to be really into them. I had a necklace and then it broke and I was like, oh my God, that means like someone was like hating on me. Because you think of all these like meanings and things. I think it's beautiful that our minds can develop these physical attributes in our body and protect us and make sense of things that don't make sense. We can look at this stone of glass that's purple and say, oh my God, this is going to help me get a boner if I'm having trouble with sex. Like We can just create these stupid things that work. So, you know, if you use it for tarot readings, I still think that's great because when you have that mindset behind it that it's going to charge up whatever you're trying to summon... It's going to work because it's just a stronger source of that energy. But you don't have to have the real one, and you don't have to have the fake one, and you don't have to have anything. You can find meaning in anything. I will restate the Buddha quote because it is just so good what you think you become, what you feel you attract, what you imagine you create. I think it's just beautiful to be aware of how powerful our minds are and what we're able to create. I just want to leave you guys off thinking and being conscious of what you're doing. If I said anything here that you know more information on and want to educate me, please reach out to me. For people who practice tarot or you know, whatever ritual or religion that they use these crystals for, I think it's so cool. Because now that we know that really the power behind these artifacts is ourselves and just connecting to that energy and Influencing that through your artwork and readings and manifestations, meditations, all that. Hoorah is so cool. So yeah, if you learn something from this, if you want to see more podcast episodes or kind of like debunk things and like trying to figure them out, like, let me know. Uh. Follow us on Instagram. If you haven't yet at severely personal, we're at severely personal, everything, TikTok youtube we have a wonderful episode coming up next it's going to be an interview i'm really excited for you guys to hear it. it's gonna be so good so stay tuned for that thank you guys once again for watching and listening and supporting it means so much to me and i'm so happy that you guys are receiving it in whatever way you are all right this has been severely personal i will see you guys next week mm-hmm.